The main event is in the building. So proud to be a part of Desert Storm Radio. So proud to be a part of Live by Tanks Network. And also, man, what a great, what a great weekend it was for all things sports, all things, all things combat sports. I mean, if you love, if you love boxing, you love MMA, man, you you, you probably had a ball this weekend, getting up early in the morning and watching. Watching uh, UFC, the UFC car from Singapore on UFC Fight Pass, and also later on last night, later on Saturday night, I, I should say, um, watching the the great Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev in that card, which had controversy written all over it, not only in that particular fight, but in in, in the fight before that. So we'll be talking about more about that in a little bit, but. First, foremost, we're going to start off with the devotional, man. This devotional is actually pretty good. Uh, it comes from our friends over at In Touch Ministries, and it says, it's called Teaching Our Children to Pray. And this particular, this particular ch- uh, passage comes from the line of, comes from Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, while he, after he had finished one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. This is John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Give us a daily bread. And forgive us for our sins. For we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And lead us not in temptation. Because of pressing needs and full schedules, parents sometimes neglect teaching important spiritual lessons. It can be tempting to assume that the children will learn in Sunday school to pray and read the Bible. But the truth is, God has given parents the job of training their sons and daughters in spiritual matters. After listening to Jesus pray, his disciples recognized that they had much to learn and asked him to teach them how to pray. In the same way, we can motivate our children and develop a prayer that will endure. It's not enough to tell them to pray. They need an example. We must be willing to let them see and hear as we talk to our Heavenly Father. As we bring our concerns to the Lord as a family, our children will learn that God answers prayer. He's our provider, protector, and guide. Seeing how the Lord responds to our requests will motivate our children to take all that concerns to him as well. When we learn, when we bring our concerns to the Lord as a family, our children learn that God answers prayer. He's our provider, protector, and guide. Seeing how the Lord responds to our requests will motivate our children to take all their concerns to him as well. Children also need to understand that prayer is just not a list of requests, but a conversation that builds a relationship with the Lord. When they hear us praise and exalt him, they'll realize praying should be God-focused rather than self-centered. And as they observe us reading the Bible and letting that God our request, they'll learn to pray according to God's will. Whether you have children or not, realizing that others learn about the Lord through your prayers may tempt you to feel inadequate. However, instead of dwelling on your shortcomings, let them motivate you to go to the scriptures and learn from your Heavenly Father how to pray. 
don't need to say anything else more than that. We're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We're gonna talk to some UFC. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk to some UFC, and we're gonna talk some some something called Andre Ward. Y'all stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Man, I tell you, I love, I love watching highlights of this of this fight between Holly Holm and, and Betty Correa. I knew it was going to be a great a great fight. I knew it was going to card was going to be a good card. Um, was it really? I mean, I wasn't surprised of how good the cards were. Uh, the fights were, but I, what I didn't expect was was there to be like really mean, a really 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 mean way of how can I put it? I guess the way to put it is. When karma comes back on you and you do things that pretty much make you look look really crazy, like like for instance, like you're telling somebody to come on fight you, you're telling somebody to come on and fight. Okay. Here's the thing: you tell somebody to come on and fight you, and then she hits you with a question mark kick. And you go to sleep. Odds are you should not be telling somebody to come fight you. Come on, come fight me. You should not do that. And here's the reason why. First two rounds. I mean, I actually got to watch the fight. Um, it was actually on YouTube about a couple of days ago, but um, it was actually on YouTube. Um, starting Saturday night. So, ended up watching it Saturday night, and the fight was pretty good. I mean, pretty easy fight all the way through. Holly Holm is doing things that Holly Holm always does. There is no way in the world that she had a three-fight winning streak, period, uh, three-fight losing streak, period. Yes, she did lose to Misha Tate. Yes, she did lose to Valentina Shevchenko. But she didn't lose to Jermaine Duramity. I don't care what anybody says about that. She got robbed in that fight. She really did. And she comes back from that fight. Clean slate. Comes back down to 35 from 45. And basically, says, hey, I need a fight. So what does she do? She fights one of the top bantamweights, women's bantamweights in the world. As I said, even fight all the way through. But, you know, using jabs, using using her jabs, using using a great foot movement, in and out of the pocket, and not getting hit really hard. Third round, you can tell she's in great shape. You can tell that that Betsy Correa, that, that Holly Holm is in great shape. You can just tell. She's still on her, on the bottom of her feet. She's still up and down. She's still doing things that, you know, you don't normally do in the third round if you're not in shape. Here's what changes the fight. 
be aggressive, but you don't want to get caught with a counter. So what do you do? You tell her to come on. You bet the career, you tell her to come on. Then she hits you with a kick upside your head. And you're sitting on the ground and you're out and you got your hands up in the air like this. You got your hands up in the air telling her to stop, don't hit me no more. And then she hits you with a big with a big left hand to put your lights out. So, that being said, word to the wise. Do not fight anybody. Do not try to be aggressive with somebody when you're not the aggressor. When you're trying to tell somebody to come on and fight you, and they pretty much just destroy you, 10 seconds after you say come fight you, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Marcin Tabir, I mean, on that car, um, you know, on that card as well, um, you know, Andre Lasky, I mean, he's he's in the he's in the twilight of his career. He's lost five straight fights. He lost his decision to Marcin Tabir. And I'll say this, man, Andre Lasky has given us a great a great amount of thrills. But he has no chin. He's slowed down so much. He's not the fighter that he used to be. And it's shown the last five fights. Is it time for him to say goodbye to MMA? Is it time for him to say goodbye to fighting? I thought it was time for him to say goodbye to fighting five years ago when he got brutally knocked out. (laughs) When he got brutally knocked out. Um, by Fedor. So, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know what Andre Lofsky's real thing is, but I think it's just time for him to just let it go. Just, just let it go. I mean, he's, a, he's one of those once-in-generation fighters who just does things just to do it, you know, who would do things just to do it where he would just throw kicks just because he could. He would close his eyes and throw punches just because he could. He would end fights in ways that were closer to embarrassing than they were. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, they they were closer to embarrassing than they were then they were humiliating. I mean, because the way he did things, I mean, everybody feared him. Until Tim Sylvia knocked him out and exposed his chin. I mean, and then everybody started talking about exposing his chin. So, you know, you got a glass chin. And when, and as you get older, the, the chin gets older and then the reflexes aren't what they used to be. It's a sad thing, man. It's a sad thing. Also, man, you know, it was a big upset last night for me. You know, Kobe Covington coming into the UFC for the first time, and he faced Dong Young Kim. And 
Sonyeon Kim is a guy who, before injuries and before contract situations uh, hit him, he was on his way to to fighting a guy like to fighting a 170 pound champion. Uh, at that time, it was it was Robbie Lawler, and a lot of people thought he was going to fight Robbie Lawler. Got upset uh, in, in that in the fight before before his fight with Robbie Lawler, and now he's dropped the sexual fight. You know, to a guy like Kobe Covington, who who is who was a blue chip star. I mean, a blue chip guy who can really go at it, can really fight, and it's just really unfortunate for Don Young Kim, Kim that he that he got beat the way that he did. And Tarek Safferdine, who was on a on a bit of a winning streak, you know, he he lost to Rafael Dos Anjos, and Dos Anjos isn't the thing that he he won. I mean, because you now look at a guy who's possibly going to put himself in a position to where he fights a guy, he fights possibly, possibly the, you know, Conor McGregor and possibly Conor McGregor's swan song in the UFC if he comes back to the UFC after after the Mayweather fight, which is now finalized. Why whoop the freaking do? You know, still not still not as excited about that fight as as I would have been if all the drama would have would have came about wouldn't have came about. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm. I'm kind of intrigued. Okay, do I sound like I'm do I sound like I'm intrigued? No. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to the point to where I want to see it, the fight, but I'm not really. I'm not really excited about the fight. You know. I mean. It's it's not it's not triple G it's not triple G Canelo it's not it's not Anthony Joshua Joseph Parker which is which is a, which is a possible matchup it's not it's not you know Terry Crawford Vasil Lomachenko which is rumored to to, to be happening. I mean, it's just it's just not the same. I mean, and I and I hope that Conor comes back. I hope that he comes back. He comes back strong. But then again, you, you never know. I mean, I, I'm willing to I, I, I'm willing to bet that if you look at the guy, look at the guy of Conor McGregor's stature. And we see what he has done and what he what he is planning to do. Huh. It'll be interesting it'll be interesting few months to see. Very interesting few months. But I'm very like I said, I'm very excited to see to see what happens. You know, Dos Anjos, you know, stepping up in weight, 
that was that was a big deal to me. He actually stepped up and was like, I thought he was going to stay at 55. I thought he was going to, you know, try to get his belt back at 55, but he obviously didn't go that far, you know, and think about it. But, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited. I mean, and other 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 fights in this card, Takanori Gomi, you know, losing by choke, which you never see him do. I, I think that, you know, guys like Takanori Gomi, who comes over, to fight in the UFC, I mean, it, it's sad because you, you're doing it so late, you know, because you've been you've been in Pride and you've won things in Pride and you've excuse me, you've ruled Pride for so long, and then you come over, and because you've been in those brutal fights and those in those brutal wars over there. Just like, I mean, you look at, just like you see with Shogun, just like you saw with Rampage, just like you saw with, with, um, just like you saw with, with Vandalay. I mean, these guys have been through wars, and not only have they been through wars, but, you know, you could tell that their bodies were, were kind of breaking down and there was some coming to you for the first time, and it, Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just. 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 I'
they made it uh, on Saturday. Um, and declared brain dead on Saturday. Um, Filed some phones on Sunday afternoon, on Sunday night. I'm sorry, Sunday night, not this morning, Sunday night. Um, it's, just, it's just a very hard deal, thing to deal with. And my condolences go out to him. I know the, the Miss Marshall community um, more than that loss because this is a guy who's a true warrior of the sport. He did things a little bit different from the norm. I mean, in, in the UFC, he only more than four. But outside of the UFC, he was a guy who, who was a world leader. And as a boxer, he had a one and four record, but he always got in there and, and he took so much punishment between the UFC years and the boxing years. And it, I think it probably caught up to him. And, and I hope that everything, I hope that his family um, can understand and hopefully that they can get through this, this very tragic moment in their lives. Also, Matt Hughes is in better condition. Um, from reports um, as early as Sunday night, um, they, he went from being in critical condition to stable condition from Friday night to Sunday night, and um, Scott's report that he is doing well, he is alert, he is, he is so he's still not, he's still bedridden, but he's alert, he's, he's processing things, and, and um, Hopefully we'll see him. We'll see him back in and around the octagon, not in octagon as a fighter. You know, he he hasn't talked about coming back to fighting, uh, and he actually wanted to fight DSP. Don't ask me why he wanted to fight DSP. DSP said they killed him the last time, so I don't know why he wanted why he wanted to subject himself to that kind of that kind of all talk again. Just I, I don't know. But we're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. Man, we're going to talk. We got to talk about. We got to talk about the Andre Ward, so they cover that fight, man. I mean, great fight as it was. And y'all stay tuned. Desert Storm Radio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world famous DJ Clue.
for people still searching for this truth here. Hey, what you doing, man? Uh. Hey, your world just living in it. Maybe I could get away. Yeah. Boston, Massachusetts. Home with a pride of music. Through the minds of men, I can get away. Through the time in the end, I can get away. Hey, baby, I can get away. I can get away. Yeah. I'm so dumb, I'm so sick Still pushing more driving in new bands Still got a tight aim for the loose ends Betting fools I can pay dues with my two cents I'm hippie paint to your gray world Black and white through the crowd like they were They showing true color when you take away the pigment When you take away the difference in it Blasting it all vivid, I'm flying with no engine, they run it with all gimmick God. Right about the blue like a Scott Bell, stand back, sit calm like a Seinfeld Faded in the mind, a 9-5 product at a time Soon navigation, new directions for the blind 24 7 battle against time with a 617 on the side Let him ride, I hear Cali for the in and out Got the normal scene on a different route So they wonder what the kid about Me to from the fuse, never know until you live it out 90 minute winning from records that I was kicking on Living by the minute, don't gotta capture the image Ain't it dag, how me and music could get along New control, move switching with a different song Since gon' hit him like a chill pill pop Rhyme game patient at the L kids jock I love it for what it is, hate it for what it's not I'm no ass, no M, no Mac, no Adam's not you not them no. With the lights on my own I set the stage Through the balance of the stones I get away Through the minds of the best I can get away If I'm not where I'm gonna Yeah Hey 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 I can get away Learn on turn I can get away Man on a getaway. Uh, new fellas ain't rockin' in. Uh, same bitch just droppin' in. Uh, why you sound like lots of them? Well, can't be a better jacket than through the lights on my own. I get away. New bike, new stage, new life, new game, new price, same vision, new life. I can get away. At these crib. I can get away. Like a villain on a getaway. Get the pedal break. Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, the main division in the building. We're going to talk about some, we're going to talk about, we're going to get away from MMA to boxing now and Saturday, and Saturday night. And Saturday night was full of controversy on that Andre Ward Circuit Cobra 2 card. Build is the rematch. You know, after November, watching watching this fight of November, I love this fight. I love the fact that they both said, let's do it again and let's do it again as soon as possible. When you have two guys in the prime, towards the, the end of the prime of their careers, like the Andre Ward, like the Soviet Kovlin, this is a fight that just if if you understand the type of fan I am of of combat sports, whether it's boxing, MMA, 
I would have had you. <coughs> Excuse me. Whatever have you, I'm looking at this fight just like I looked at the Copeland, just like I looked at Triple H and Ellis. Look at this fight is who has a better style and who can do what with it. Under Ward said, quote, I'm gonna take his I'm gonna take his home. And so it works. I'm gonna break him down just like I broke him down before. Which he did because you look at what he did in that first fight after the knockdown. He got himself together. He started going to the body. He started body body head, body body head. Establishing his dad. Establishing his right hand. His left hook. He did much the same in this fight. And what was so surprising about this fight as opposed to any other fight, Andre Ward actually sat on his punches. He he became a boxer puncher in this fight. And he just stayed the boxer in the first fight. He said he was just talking amazing in the second fight to shot the world. What did he do? What did he do? He basically took the fight so good, one of the main of one, two, the big bomb, one, two, punches. He didn't do it. And the reason why he didn't do it is because Andre Moore was so smart in this fight. He was so gifted, so crafty in this fight. He would get in the pocket. He would fight by hit. Just out of pocket. He go right here to the pocket. Yeah, I think you a couple there. Yeah, I think you a couple left hand, a couple right hand. But nothing hurt under Ward. The way that under Ward hurt Cobra. Granted, in the eighth round. Well, yes, in the eighth round, Cobra was starting to was starting to lose, and he was. And if you and if you say that he wasn't, something is totally wrong with you. If you thought that those that 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 those punches were low, I'm not even gonna disagree with you on them. Just granted they were borderline. But in the pre fight, you can tell Tony Wick told him where the butt line was. Your trunks are hot, and here's good, here's good. He said it. He said it multiple times. John John Davis actually didn't like the fact that he caught that he said that there were low blows when there really weren't low when there were low blows. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that you have to understand. Andre Ward did what Andre Ward was supposed to do. And what happened? Andre Ward 
on the coconuts, and I definitely could not get the pepper on the floor. They did so many good things. They mirrored each other. They basically canceled each other out. And that's the way it was in Wattlow's house. In Wattlow's house, yeah, they canceled each other out. But Coconut was winning the majority of the rounds. You know, right up to the second rounds, I actually had three rounds to two, well, four rounds to two Coconut. I did. And then the even round happened. It's an even fight. I mean, it's just that simple. Just simple math. But at the same time, at the same time, and, 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 and again, I'm going to reiterate what I, what I say. Fighters, 
going to end up fighting fighting Danny Garcia or even or even a guy like Sean Porter, which I would love to see. I would love to see it. I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the next few weeks, the next few months in the world of boxing. That's my take on it. Now, the other part of that, of that doubleheader last night was the fight before that. The Cuban champion, Guillermo Rigondeaux, fought the Mexican fighters last night. He finally got, finally got a little title shot. And that fight ended with controversy as well. Simply because two seconds left in the round, as they were exchanging, and as the bell rung, Guillermo Rigondeaux was was in the midst of throwing a punch. Referee stepped in, figured out what landed the punch. I guess the guy thought he was going to get a freebie, but the punch landed well before, right at, right at the bell. He hit him the bell. And now that it rang, the bell rang, he got his bell rung and played. He put himself out. What came to Here's my thing on that. A lot of people say that that was unfair. Yes, it landed after the bell rung. No, it landed when the bell rung. There's a difference. You fight until you hear the bell. He didn't hear the bell, so he threw a punch. The punch landed as the bell rang. There's no controversy in that. But people are going to make this a controversy because of who Guillermo Rigazao is. He's a Cuban fighter who's been on top for so long. And at the end of the fight, he says, I'm willing to give my belt to everybody just so they can come in the ring and fight me again so I can take my belt back. That's a bad something done right there. That's a scary something done right there as well. Would I, 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 I want to fight him? No, 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 no. I don't care if you're 122 pounds. I don't care if you're 350 pounds. Guy tells you he's going to give you his belts just so he can beat you and take them back from you? Just so, just so he can fight? No, 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 no,
DesertStormRadio.com
Way before Kanye. Tended my city, we fucking till Monday. Put your phone down and walk with me. Molly got me geek, want to talk to me. Run a game like 2K. But we look out it a long way. Talk to your girl about the future. I'm water in my chain now. Way, way cooler. I'm getting high than a plant she never seen. Full of pussy, she never seen. I just want to talk to your girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Put your phone on a wall with me. I never fall with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. Cheap vibe to the west side. Over I got a nigga high. Rather have a man you see the sky. You really ain't dabbing cause I'm high.
Soundstormradio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world-famous DJ Clue. Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. I'm the main event. He's in the building. So, shout out to all the fathers here on, Father, uh, on Father's Day weekend. And shout out to LeBron James and that new haircut dude is long overdue. I told you, man, that receding hairline was too far up your head. It's time to let it go, and you finally did that. Thank you, bro. So now the receding hairline jokes about you can stop, or will they? Anyway, while we're talking about LeBron James and, and, and that little segue into that, that little bit there. Some Warriors, they went one game past the minimum, you know, 17 games they only lost one time in the postseason. No, it kind of, it, 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 it was a bad loss last Friday, but Monday, they, they, they brought it the ship, so to speak. And you know, winning that game as emphatically as they did game five. Kevin Durant winning that winning the finals MVP. Steph Curry having just a great playoff run. Clay Thompson having a great playoff run. Clay Thompson, you know, establishing himself as possibly the best two way guard in in the world. Also Steph Curry is probably established, probably reestablished himself as the best point guard in the world, and Kevin Durant possibly put himself on that pedestal as being the guy again, to be the number one guy in the NBA again, to be the mega star again. And here is the reason why I say that: he was already good. This NBA Finals. For Kevin Durant, he put himself on another level, a level that we thought we'd never see from him. And that level, I don't think he'll ever. I don't think. I don't think he's hit the ceiling yet. He he's a young man who's just entering the prime of his career. Not leaving it like LeBron James is. I mean, even though LeBron James is still 32 years old. This is a guy who's coming to his own. This is a guy who who just basically reinvented himself when he went to when he went to Golden State from OKC. Where he became a fourth car and, and became that missing link to a championship run that could have been a three-peat if they wouldn't have given up a three-to-one lead. Jermon Green in the final said, quote, if losing a three-one lead landed us Kevin Durant, then he take that loss all day, every day. Fast forward here, 2017. Kevin Durant, Red Marjorie, Andre Gadala. That 
Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. I mean, those guys did something that will only be duplicated, if not better. Will this make a guy like LeBron hungrier? You know, I don't know. And here's a, here's a question about that. Here's a, here's a question that 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 I'm gonna that I'm gonna leave it with. There's a rumor that LeBron is gonna play out for last year with contract in Cleveland, and then he's gonna leave Cleveland and go west. Good idea at all. And here and here's here's what lies here's what, here's what lies in, in in the pudding here. A lot of I, I read a story a couple of days ago where it says the only way that LeBron will ever beat the Warriors again is if he joins the Spurs. be a better roster than people think. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. And he could, he could walk into a good situation. But you did that you did that before in, in Miami. And it, 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 it's found out that they did it. But this time around, I, I just hope I don't think he, I don't think he should go anywhere. You know, I don't think he should go anywhere. I think Ohio is where he should be at. I think Cleveland is the place for him. I think, you know, I, I really I really believe this in all my heart. And, and I'm not a LeBron fan, and everybody knows this. I am not a LeBron fan whatsoever. But, but my thing is I'm looking at, I'm looking at this roster for I'm looking at this roster for for the Yeah, I I'm looking at this roster for for the Cavs. And 
this isn't a bad roster. They add things here and there. There could be some good things to happen in in Cleveland. There could be some really good things to happen in Cleveland. Of course, you add certain things to the roster in, in Golden State. Man, this thing could go on for four or five years consecutive. Does it need to happen that long? Sure. I mean, there's so many good teams in the in the West. But then there's going to be some great teams in the East as well. You know, Paul George has said that he will, that he would like to he would like to stay with the Pacers. He's also said that he would like to go to he would like to go back home if if he could. But if he can't, then he's you know he he's also he's wrote the fix on this a lot. He's wrote this fence a lot, and whatever it is, is whatever happens in, in Indiana, I think will dictate whatever happens in the in the Eastern Conference, and that starts with draft night. That starts with trades on draft night. If if some of the trades happen on at draft night, some of the trades don't happen at draft night. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be very 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 Selective in what we do, okay. Selective in what we in what we think about what can happen in the Eastern Conference, what can happen in the West. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of there's a lot of intangibles there. Draft night trades, and then once the new season begins in July, you're gonna see some you're gonna see some different things there as well. So, I mean, free agency is gonna happen. So. Hmm. Hmm. Steph Curry, a restricted free agent this year, could sign a one-year minimum. Could sign a one-year veterans minimum if he wanted to, and hold out, you know, and become a, and become an unrestricted free agent, which means that anybody can come get him, and then his value would go up next year. Where this year he's eligible for a five-year, two hundred five million dollar contract. Next year he'd be eligible for a five-year, two hundred and sixty-five million dollar contract. So, you know, you're you're playing with a little bit of fire there, and then also you got to worry about Clay Thompson, who could opt out after next year. You know, there's a lot of things that's going to happen in in that regard. Whether you're going to see Clay Thompson, you're going to see Clay, Clay and Andre Godal is going to get a new contract worth eight to twelve million dollars a year, from from most reports, from what I've heard in, in most reports. Draymond Green is going to get is going to get some big money, whether he stays in in Golden State or not, which he really wants to stay in Golden State. He said that he wants to stay in Golden State. So, like I said, there's a lot of things that's going to happen between now and then. But getting back to the original point, and before I got off tangent there. Draymond Green <laughs> had a rather interesting shirt on um, at the uh, at the celebration the celebration of in, in Oakland where he had a he had a shirt that said that had the, that had the, the logo of the Quick Loans Arena on there 
and the word quickie, <laughs> which was in reference to the five game, to the five game dismantling of the of the Cavaliers. They made the search before they even before the season even completed, and that's what he said anyway. And the thing was, he said at the. At the <laughs> he said, uh, got them out of here quick, quick. We actually got them made in Cleveland. How about that? <laughs> Draymond said it was, a, it was a response to the Ultimate Warriors shirt that LeBron James wore last last year after beating, after beating Golden State in the finals last, last season. Draymond says, quote, I'm petty. Which is funny because that was a petty response. And LeBron sent an Instagram photo where he was showing off the new shaved head and in the gym and said, That's what she said, huh? And then they responded on Instagram where he saw the photo of LeBron's shaved head with a caption that read, Them dudes finally made him go bald. But, see, Draymond wasn't the only one. That said, <laughs> Draymond wasn't the only one that said things about one Mr. Mr. James in, in their in their celebration type deals, in their celebration um, speeches. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, uh, short, and they said some things that he that they were on to say. Draymond came on stage said he's gonna be more contained than he was two years earlier because he's much more mature, much more sane individual. But once again, Draymond being Draymond, Ramblers, thank you, short Warriors General Bob Myers, and <laughs> talk about the roster. And uncorked an F bomb and said, Can someone give Bob some credit? I kept that nice and clean there. And to Gary's point, he's got a great point here. None of their none of the players on their team are top draft picks ever. Steph was Steph was like five six. Clay Thompson was 11. Andre Godala was was a lottery pick for for the the Sixers. I mean, none of these guys are number one draft picks. All these guys, I mean, and Draymond himself was a second round draft pick, 37 overall to the Warriors. That tells you a lot about. Bob Myers, it tells you a lot about about how he reads talent. I mean, James Michael McAdoo, you brought in. McCall, he's a defensive specialist. You know, letting go of guys like Andrew Bogut this past season 
two seasons ago letting go of David Lee and almost bringing him back. Bringing in Anderson Verzal last year and letting him go. Then you bring in a guy like Kevin Durant who wasn't the number one draft pick. Let's 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 do this. Wasn't the number one draft pick. And also he talked about super team. Which I think set him off to a to another stratosphere when LeBron said said that this Golden State team was a super team. Draymond says, quote, they want to talk about super team this, super team that. I never played on super team. <laughs> I never played on the super team. Before the LeBron, he, he, he right? LeBron, you started the super team, bro. Hey, Slim. Referring to referring to direct. I don't know who, what you did, what you just did, but you did something to them boys. So basically, this isn't a super team. This is just a team of destiny. If you ask me, if you ask me about the Warriors. And what they are, they're a team of destiny. They're a team of of what you would call a team of stars who just put it together all the right time. You got four legitimate superstars in in, in your lineup, night in, night out. That's Dre, that's Steph, that's Clay, and that's and that's that's KD. And you add in a guy like Zaza Pachulia, who is <coughs> who is a real protector. You add in a guy like David West. You add in a guy like McCall. They ain't like him back to do guys off the bench. You know? Yes, you miss the guys like most space. Yes, you miss. Yes, you miss guys like that. Guys that can give you everything. That, that did give you everything. So, I, I in turn, I love it. I, I don't, I don't know what to say about this. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this, and and I love, I love looking at at this, and I'm like, man, this is this is a redemption for for the, this is redemption pretty much. This is redemption. Desert Storm Radio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world famous DJ Clue. Last Sunday night, the Stanley Cup Finals also ended. And Nashville put soccer, put, I'm sorry, put hockey in the South back on the map. They didn't win, they didn't win the Stanley Cup, like, like the Carolina Panthers, like the Carolina Hurricanes did, or the Tampa Bay Lightning did, but 
what they did was they put hockey back into a into the spotlight in the South unlike any other time. So so much so that when the Pittsburgh Penguins won their third Stanley Cup in in, in a little over in, in, in a little over ten years. It sparked the comparisons is you know, and they won them back to back. Spark the comparison of Sidney Crosby. Is he one of the greatest players ever? Is he one of is he is he in that in that line of talk as a Mark Messier or a or a Yari Courier, Wayne Gretzky, Gordy Howe, Phil Suzito, so on and so forth. Here's my here's my my response to that. If you're going to say things about Sidney Crosby like this, then you need to be saying this about the Blackhawks as well. The Blackhawks won three Stanley Cups in six years. I'm going to I'm going to point out some things to you. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Joe Quinville. Those are three guys that have been together the entire runs. You've had four head coaches for the Penguins. One gave you one Stanley Cup, and this coach is giving you two. In what world can you, you know I mean, you look at the accomplishments of what Sidney Crosby has done? Two Olympic gold medals, one World Cup of High World gold medal, one World Championship gold medal. But you look at Jonathan Taves, and I'm saying this because I'm a Blackhawks fan, and I'm saying this from this standpoint, because there was so much hype behind what Sidney Crosby was when he first came into the league. You don't give credit to a guy like Jonathan Taves, who went to Pegboard, went to went to the University of North Dakota, was was a was a first round draft pick. He's so quiet, unassuming. He's a to the point captain of his team, who's won three Stanley Cups, the same two gold medals that you won, the World Championship that you won, and the World Cup of Hockey that you won. This is a guy who's done the same thing that you have done. But nobody talks about Jonathan Taves in this in in this little circle of greatness. Jonathan Taves does everything for his team and then some. He could be a selfie winner if he wanted to be. He could he was a Calder Trophy winner. The next year Patrick Kane won a Calder Trophy. <coughs> I'm gonna go further than this. You look at what you look at what Jonathan Taves has accomplished 
over his career, whether it's juniors, whether it's been in the NHL, national team, or what have you. Nothing, nothing is different from what Sidney Crosby has done. Because Jonathan Tate is an all-around player. He may not put up the points that, that, that Sidney does, but what he do, what he will what, what he will do, he'll get his hands dirty, he'll get down in the corners, he'll do everything he possibly can do. Period. He's doing everything and then some to help his team. Difference between Sidney Crosby and Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves is a two-way player. Sidney Crosby is an offensive player. Period. That's why you haven't heard the things you've heard about the the things that that you've said about Sidney Crosby. That's the, the same reason why you haven't said the same things about Jonathan Taves. That's that's just being that's being for real. That's being for real, and that's just that's just me. Defending my guy. It's not that I don't like Sidney Crosby. I, I mean, I've never met the guy. Do I think that he that he's been put up on a pedestal because of the height that he had when he first came into the league as an eighteen year old? Of course, of course. But he's got three. He's got three Stanley Cup rings, just like Jonathan Tate has three Stanley Cup rings. I mean, what 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 else can you say about that? I mean, Marion Hosa. I mean, we 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 don't even talk about Marion Hosa. Marion Hosa has two rings. Could he be considered one of the best players ever? I mean, when you when you throw names out there like that, you need to throw a name that's 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 not even in in the talk. Like a Jonathan Tate. I mean, you throw in Alex Ovechkin, but Alex Ovechkin's only been to one Stanley Cup final. One. One. But you say he's the best player in the world. He's the best player ever. He's one of the best players ever because they can score goals. They can't make it out of the second round of playoffs because they play the Eastern Conference. They play against a guy like and they play against a guy like Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. I'm just I'm just laying it out there for guys to understand. Do I think P.K. Subban made a made a bad choice when he left when he left Montreal for Nashville? No, not at all. Did he want to leave Nashville? Did he want to leave Montreal? Not necessarily, but he knew that he wasn't going to win with Montreal until Montreal. 
and some of the other Canadian teams out there actually spend money and make money. You're gonna see American names all over that all over that cup forever. We haven't seen a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup since when? I mean, since nineteen ninety three with Montreal, and 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 you had a team like <coughs> Montreal who had the likes of Patrick Wall in that squad. John LeClaire on that squad. I mean, I'm just, I'm just it's sad. From the lockout year of oh four oh five, you have not seen a Canadian team in the finals. Do I think that that'll happen? Ottawa's got the best chance right now of winning the championship. Winning the Stanley Cup next year. Ottawa bolsters that roster the way that they the way that they've done the last couple of years, yes. Calgary's got some things Calgary's about to move into a new building. Connor McDavid and and Emerson Orris. They've got it going right now, unlike any other. Unlike any other. Are they that close? Is, is that team that close? Yes, they're that close. Edmonton and Ottawa are the two closest teams to win the Stanley Cup right now. I think that if Edmonton can get through the West, get past the likes of get past the likes of St. Louis, Chicago, Nashville. Nashville even better next year because they're still up. When they signed PK Subban, they were still under the cap. And now that the cap goes up $2 million, they can add two, three more players. They can get another goal scorer if they want to. They can get, man, this is this is a team, Nashville. I mean, this is early, but next year, Nashville, Chicago, Edmonton. I mean, this is in the West. I'm not talking about anywhere else. In the West, Edmonton, Vancouver. If they can bolster their roster. They can get another goal scorer there. Everything they can keep their core together. Nashville, if they add a couple more players, St. Louis, when they add a couple more players, those are teams right there that are odds-on favorites to win the Stanley Cup. You look at the East. You look at what the Rangers have done. You look at what 
Ottawa's done. You look at what Toronto's done. I mean, Carolina's not. Carolina's been bad. But Washington, Rangers, Buffalo, Toronto, the Islanders. <coughs> the Rangers, Islanders, Cats, Senators. Those are the five teams to look for in, in, in next year's in next year's Stone Cup Finals. It could happen. It could definitely happen. But alas, we're in the fifth season, and we are less than we're less than sixty days away from the college football season. So. We're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We're going to wrap up everything. And. DesertStormRadio.com, your global DJ network. Brought to you by the world famous DJ Clue. Clue. Shy, he fight for the extra piece. Stacy Beetle, PJ, and my man LG. 
They know the ass jack is really so on ice The character is a man, never ever a mic Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice It has to do with lots of loving and it ain't nothing nice
Radio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world-famous DJ Clue. Clue. Welcome to the Press Box from the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Another great weekend of sports upon us. Uh, just had lovely, 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 lovely weekend. Excuse me. So very happy to be a part of the Storm that is on radio family. So part blah, blah 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 blah. So a part. So glad to be a part of the Storm radio family. So very proud to be a part of Live by Tanch networking. I'm just blessed to do what I do, man. Coming up in the next few weeks, we're gonna be doing some conference, some conference re- previews and. And I'll be giving you my thoughts on, on the Power Five and college football games as a whole as we are less than 60 or we are at 60 days away from from the beginning of the college football season. I am so excited and I cannot wait until that day happens, until that day comes. Just, just very excited about everything that's going on uh, with us and Again, special special happy Father's Day to my father Thomas, who who has taught me a lot about not only myself but a lot about life, and also to uh, to to um, to T Rex and to the admin Wendy. Just very excited to be a part of everything and. I'm so so glad that that they have given me the platform to be the person that I need the person I need to be and the person that I want to be. They also got a caller. Caller, how you doing? Yeah, I'm alright, man. You got any shout outs, man? You want to give? Oh, no, nah, man. Go ahead and handle your thing, man. Just listen. All right, man. But, yeah, just like I said, I'm so glad to be a part of the Dead Storm family. So proud to be a part of the Live by Tans family. And so much more to talk about next weekend. Hopefully, everything for everybody will be safe, will be lovely. And I just want just want everybody to be safe this week. And I'll be talking to you next Monday. Y'all have a great weekend. And let's go tailgating. Cause we all got dreams. Hey, I keep it rolling. Cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling. Cause we all got dreams. 
right I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams I keep it rolling cause we all got the way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living his dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens, but drawing my inspiration from race against the machine. Saw it as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme. Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Booth right now. Yeah. Run it. See, you're gonna have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh, uh. What? Gentleman getting after his dreams running. Goddamn. Say nothing. got dreams i keep it rolling because we all got dreams i keep it rolling because we all got dreams i keep it rolling because we all got dreams boy i keep it rolling because we all got dreams i keep it rolling because we all got dreams yeah i keep it rolling because we all got i keep it rolling because we all got let's take it back to 09 Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back with Cuddy was the soundtrack Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe I'm kicking back with my people, I swear it's all that I need Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees I'll tell you there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still We born to carry the mission, carrying our tradition Introduce them what's missing, and young minds that are lifted I throw myself on the road of living by higher means This just the sound of me getting after my dreams, run it Demand it. 
www.desertstormradio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world-famous DJ Clue. Clue.